What's up, humans of the internet? Welcome to the PlayStation Report, episode 78. I'm Frank, alongside my good pal, Tyler. Tyler, tell the people how you're doing today. I'm okay. It's the end of the week for me. Mm. I took off tomorrow. I'm ready to just fucking drink beer and not think about anything tomorrow and just play Destiny 2. Oh, yes. How are you? I am very ill. I I was driving home from work, huge headache, and I was kind of scared to drive because, like, you know, it was just so... mm, mm. I just felt dizzy and nauseated, and it it was bad. Yeah. That's not good. But I'm powering through for the show. And you, the listener, thank you for listening to me, even though I'm really not. I'm not. I don't have it today. I just don't have it. I don't have the gusto I usually have. Oh, no. It's all right. We'll we'll get through this. We'll get through this together. Uh, As the band Art of Dying says, if I can get through this. I can get through anything. All right. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what they say. Oh, boy. Mm. What a song. What a jam. All right. Yes. We like hot jams here. Jellies? I'm not sure. Do you like jellies or jams more? I I don't think I've ever had a jam, but Mm. I've had jelly. How about uh, preserves? Have you had pervs- like strawberry preserves or peach preserves, something like that? I've had some before. They're okay. Mm. I jelly jelly's all right. You know, people think I'm weird, and I will fully admit that I probably am weird. I eat my toast with literally nothing on it. What? No the butter. Fuck is no wrong jelly. With you? Nothing. It's fine to me. It's perfectly fine. I'll maybe throw jelly on it. No, throw I'm some, not a butter person, man. Throw some fucking peanut butter on that. Ah, see, if I had peanut butter, I will literally probably die. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot very, you have very that. allergic to peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm sure it's I can't tasty. believe I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, sure you, it's tasty. Like all nuts? Like even, yeah. even Nutella, you're... Yep. Oh, that's... I, I just, I stay away from... Apparently, I got really sick when I was a, a, a wee little child uh, and then never really had it before but there's been some instances where i didn't know nuts were in my food uh like when i was in college or my professor was handing out some pretzels they look like normal pretzels Mm. i grabbed one took a bite and there was peanut butter inside and yeah that didn't that didn't go so well and the the worst was uh i went to an indian food restaurant and they put nuts in a lot of stuff and i didn't know i was there before and it was fine i guess what i had didn't have nuts in it but whatever i had had nuts in it and man my my throat starts to get super itchy it starts to sort of get a little bit harder to breathe but then i just totally broke out in like hives and shit and yeah it was it it gets nasty and i honestly think it it it's kind of getting worse the older I get Ooh. because even just the littlest of stuff that I, that I have, uh, you know, can, uh, make things bad. 
like uh, I was just at a very cool restaurant, Root in Lancaster. It's it's a it's a vegan restaurant, but it has incredible food, like regardless of whether it's vegan or not, it doesn't matter. Um, and they had some like pizza bean dip. It was basically a bunch of beans and they mixed it with marinara sauce and put cheese on top of it and gave you chips. And it's fucking fantastic. But they make the cheese with nuts. Like oh. they kind of grind it up and stuff. And I mean, it kind of tastes like cheese, but I, even just the littlest bit that I had, I could, I could totally tell there was nuts in it. Oh. And, and so I, I tried to stay away from it, but yeah, I mean, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, fortunate, <laughs> fortunately for both of us, you aren't allergic to these nuts. No, you love these nuts. No. <laughs> I ain't allergic to them human nuts. Oh, those big voluptuous orbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. But Dude, video, we have a lot of yeah. video games to yeah, talk we, about, so we should probably get yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about video games, because this is a video game show centered around PlayStation titles and all that kind of good jazz. Tyler, I'm going to let you start off. We both played some of the same games, but we each had, I think we each have something that the other person didn't play on the list, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So uh, we ended up playing some games together on what was it, Monday? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, we played some Madden 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did. Against each other. And that was that was a ton of fun. Uh, the first game you were your Steelers. I was the Packers. And uh, yeah, three turnovers makes it a little bit hard to win the game. And I had two very early interceptions and then I, then I started to get into a groove and had a fumble at the worst time and I, you you hit some really great throws that you were squeaking in mm. yeah that that was a little hard to overcome but then the next game we chose we just hit the random button you ended up on the giants i ended up on the patriots uh what a fucking game yeah. I mean, dude you were perfect for like what your first 12 13 14 throws or yeah, something and then you said I, something and then i fucking threw an interception yeah and and basically then it took me a little while to get going and i was basically a score down on you and i i was having a hard time stopping you and but then you threw a pick six and then it just was a complete shootout in the second half but i threw an interception at the worst time mm. and that kind of cost me the game Mm. But I mean, it, it was it's a blast. It, it, I love playing Madden. I'm, I'm glad that I decided to pick up Madden 18. I I don't think there was too many like connection problems. Like it seemed fairly smooth on my end. You know, yeah. it wasn't a lot of lag or anything. It was a fairly smooth experience. It's kind of weird how you hook up with each other. Yeah, um, because it wasn't like showing you online at all, even though you were online. It, a little weird, but. But yeah, it was it was a blast. Oh yeah, I mm, I am I had my passing game going that day, man. Like I I don't know, man. I just know I know how to recognize coverage now, and I know what plays to audible to, and I'm just I'm on it. I'm on mm-hmm. it, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there was there was some. I good... got a fake. I got a fake punt on you. Fourth and yeah. inches. That that was I, I should have known that was coming. I, I'm just like, hey, you know, once it happened, I'm like, there's no way he would not go for it on fourth and inches, you know. Uh, but there was the one really 
great, like strategic play. Uh, you know, I was so used to you kind of running the ball the first two oh, downs. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just going to bring the heat. I'm going to blitz. Cause you're usually running up the center. I'm going to get a bunch of dudes there and stop you. And for most of the game, I was stopping you from running a lot. <laughs> But you were like, fuck that. And you just dropped back through a quick pass and it went for a huge touchdown. Yep. It was a totally one, one play drive right there. <laughs> yeah, did a that was pl- pretty cool. Did a play. I ended up busting through for a, like a fucking 80 yard oh, run yeah. at one point. That was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. We, we got to play some more Madden. That was mm-hmm. great. Um, then we ended up switching it up, played, went a little old school, played some Battlefield 4. Hell yeah, that game is fucking still awesome, man. I love it. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I like Battlefield 1 a lot, but there's there's something that's still a little magical about Battlefield 4. You know, I think in particular it's the map design and just the overall absolutely chaotic feeling that it has. I mean, Battlefield 1's intense, but... Battlefield 4 can get crazy when yeah. you got tanks breathing down your necks and snipers on top of fucking skyscrapers. It it, it can get crazy, and, and it still felt very magical to play, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I, I really liked Battlefield 4 for, like, whew, like I, I just like how dynamic it is. Like, I feel like when stuff moves around in battlefield one, it's, it's a lot, it's just a slower pace, like how stuff turns over. I feel like battlefield four, you can, there's a lot more room for like getting in like what a jet ski and getting in behind enemy lines, yeah. capturing a point behind them and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I, I just feel like there's more room for that in battlefield four, just because of the variation in vehicles and just methods of travel. Yeah, definitely. Like there's a lot more strategy that you can put into it, which I like. And, Operation Locker is still one of the most intense multiplayer experiences you can have. Like that is such a shit fest. It is so phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it's just nothing but ammo packs and health packs all everywhere. And just dudes shooting grenades and grenade launchers down a hallway. And it's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I was using that uh, airburst grenade launcher. That was uh, that was good. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it still feels good to like play a game that's not really super microtransaction driven mm-hmm. and like you're still unlocking stuff pretty easily and i mean i know they changed it up a little bit to kind of match battlefield one but you know just feels good to not play something like that but battlefield four it's still a phenomenal game i know that game had a lot of problems at launch but they have made it great and i definitely want to play a lot more of it um before we talk about Life is Strange or Destiny, there's one more game that I want to talk about mm-hmm. that I played, and that's some Overwatch. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little mad here. Oh. I did my placement matches for season six. So did I. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm not kidding you. I went two draws, two losses, and six wins. I fucking destroyed in every single one of them. My placement 1720 which is lower than i've ever fucking been in overwatch after i win a ton and do well like what the fuck Mm. 
I just don't understand the ranking of this. So now I'm just like completely fucking hosed. I, I just do not understand. The first time I placed for like season four, I won the same amount of matches and I was like 23 something. What the hell? So where'd you end up? Uh, so I, all right. So here's, here's the story of my placement matches. I start off fucking blazing four and oh in my first four matches. I lose the next five, Ooh. five in a row. And the, here's the thing. In the first four, I was playing like both teams were very like it was very competitive. But then for the next five matches, it seemed like I was matching against the same kind of people. But my team was just a bunch of fucking doofuses and jack offs. It, I don't I don't understand how that matchmaking yeah. worked like five times in a row. And in two of those matches, it was the same split screeners playing. Jesus. They're <laughs> not split screeners, but they were in a party together. Not, uh, yeah. But yeah, it was. And they were just complete jackasses. They'd fucking choose Widowmaker on offense. They'd fucking uh, they wouldn't play a healer or a tank. Neither of them. They'd only play DPSs. And it, it was just bad. It was just bad for those five matches. I ended up winning the last one. I ended up around 1927 for my ranking. See, I, I, I don't. I don't understand how that works because I think you you and I are pretty evenly matched in terms of, you know, we play different heroes, but we both end up doing very well almost all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand why I have ranked so low. You know, I feel like I should be up at least around where you are. And I won six of my matches and two of them were draws. It just... The, the placement makes no sense and it sucks because it makes me not even want to play Overwatch it competitive, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm just constantly going to be in this fucking hole and it's going to be just a grind to get back up to where I feel like I should be. And that's just it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just don't don't really understand. Also, I played one match of that team deathmatch and I never want to play it again. Personally. Oh, yeah, uh, I I only watched it. And I, it doesn't look like anything I'd be interested in. It was, I played it and I won the match, got my loot box, and I'm like, nah. It, it just, it bored the absolute fucking shit out of me. And it's just, it, it's very much made for only a few characters, in my opinion, too. Yeah, it's about last like, hitting. That's all it is. Like, definitely. And, and I'm a Soldier 76 guy. I ended up, I ended up with 22 out of our 30 kills, mostly because I got a lot of last hits. But it's like, of course he's a great dude to play then i might as well just go play call of duty you know yeah. yeah so that's all that i played besides life is strange and destiny which i'm sure we'll talk about you got anything uh i played everybody's golf like hey, ooh. how how great is this game this game is fucking amazing it's a little bit pricey i'll admit at 40 dollars. i i'm not sure if they're going plan on expanding upon it for free or what what's gonna what's gonna happen to it DLC wise, um, but from what I've I've played like probably about fifteen to twenty hours uh, this week, and I'm I really like it. I love golf video games, and this is this is an excellent golf video game. Um, it's, everybody's golf is probably more commonly known here in the United States as Hot Shots Golf. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's got a it's got a kind of a solo play where you play against computers. Um, you rise through the ranks, unlocks 
like customization options and you level up your skills like you get different like there are four skills for each club uh power control backspin and backdoor backdoor is your ability to chip it in or put it in for from long distance um but yeah as as you be, use your clubs you get better with them depending on how you use them yeah uh I, I like it. The courses are like the course difficulty. Like it's there's a very steady ramp in difficulty, and I, I I like that. Like the first two courses are generally like beginners, what I'd consider beginners courses, um, and then you get some get to more intermediate courses. Uh, I have yet to unlock the last course, but I imagine that one's going to be pretty difficult. Um, you can do different kinds of spin shots. Like you can do. Uh, a homing shot, which is where if you hit the pin with backs with your super backspin, you it's it uh it's kind of once it lands on the other side of the pin, it homes back in towards the pin. Um, there's the rising shot where if you get top spin, you hit the pin, it just goes up and down. And then all, there's all, there's all kinds of different tricks and shit you can do. And I'm really liking it. There's some cool online things you compete every day on. The, uh, they have a special course they mark um, daily leaderboards for that, and it's pretty active. Pretty active. There's there was like um, I remember I didn't do too hot. I placed like sixteen thousand out of like twenty thousand on this one hole. But yeah, there's just a lot of people playing that. There's a mode called Turf War, where basically there's two teams, red and blue. Um, you try to score as many points to get like i think one point for par two two or three points for a birdie and then so on and you just basically go go around the course try to own a hole yeah it's, yeah i i really like it i really like everybody's golf you can fish <laughs> i've caught a few fish it lo- it's you know what i've seen too it looks like it's a it's just fucking silly just running around the course and yeah and all that stuff and like running into people and they're like ah it just seems goofy yeah and and uh the customization options are huge like there's there's a lot to do there um you can basically make a character that looks like you uh yeah i've, I've seen a lot of I've recognized a lot of my friends uh, like some occasionally you'll pass they'll put uh, your friends uh, from your uh, your PSN list in on the courses while you're while you're just golfing and yeah you can just I was like oh hey there's um there's uh, Andy Cortez he works at kind of funny but yeah I I'm friends with him and I was like oh I recognize that dude he's that's actually the dude <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I saw Shuhei Yoshida. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it seems cool. Uh, I just don't know how much I would play it for $40. Yeah. You know, that, at that's least right now. Yeah. It, it seems fun. Maybe if it goes on sale one day, I'll I'll check it out because I like playing golf games. They're, they're mm-hmm. fun. Mm. But yeah, let's, let's go on to Life is Strange Before the Storm. Yeah. So the prequel to Life is Strange, we both played through the first episode, and uh, I like it. Yeah, it's neat. There's a lot of, you know, it's a little bit on the slow side to begin, but then again, like uh, I was thinking about, you know, the original Life is Strange, and I'm like, it was kind of slow to start, too, but... (laughs) 
there's a lot of really awesome dude my moments this has one of my favorite scenes in a video game (laughs) which is chloe playing dungeons and dragons yes did you play the whole thing i played the whole damn thing who wouldn't yeah that that was fucking awesome like i can't believe they actually went through and did all that and created animations and recorded dialogue for all that and choices and like damn it's like such a small thing but it just you know it really just absorbs you into the experience and in her character a lot more yeah i so it's about like three and a half hours three hours long something like that yeah yeah i'd say that it's a really good length i feel and um it does have trophies like for finding in this one in life is strange it was about taking pictures and this one it's about doing this like like graffiti kind of thing yeah um and once you beat the episode you can go back in collector mode and go sweep up the trophies that way which i i enjoy that i'm like yeah all right cool they if even if i miss shit i can just go back and quickly do it without like laboring through the whole game at once yeah that 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 is certainly nice and at first, I did. I just didn't know how I felt about uh, Chloe and and uh, God, what's her fucking name? Rachel Amber. Rachel, yes. Fuck, I, I I was thinking like Amber, but I'm like I know that's not her first name. Um, about like I I wasn't sure how I felt about her mm-hmm. and the way she is, but as it went on, I'm like okay, I. I I see what they're getting at, and especially the ending. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the last 30, 45 minutes of, of this episode is just some of the best stuff that this series has ever produced. Mm-hmm. Like the writing there is so fucking good. And one of my favorite moments is when you're on the train yeah. and you're playing Two Truths and a Lie. Like that stuff, you know, it's just, it's good. And to me, you know, Life is Strange is one of my favorite games of this generation. And when it hits, in terms of a story and an adventure, choose your choices sort of game, it just hits so much harder than than any other game. You know, like this, like fucking Telltale games have nothing on this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Life is Strange is just so much above the rest and the amount of things you can interact with and people you can talk to and it's just so much better and you know i love the art style of this game too and i'm glad they're sticking with it it's it's cool for sure i i like it i'm I'm excited to see where this story goes and how it ties into the original yeah yeah and i i like the soundtrack too it it's more yes it it more personifies who chloe is i I think i think that's a really smart thing they did and and whoever's whoever's sourcing that soundtrack is doing an excellent job of picking things that are based that are what make up the character chloe yeah definitely and I, I wasn't too turned off by the different voice actor either yeah i know i like Ashley i know i noticed yeah i noticed it was different but like it didn't bother me like that it was different because yeah. they still it was still a very good performance yes mm. yeah it's good Whew. i can't wait <laughs> like it's it's a sad video game <laughs> Yeah, but I'm even more sad that I have to wait for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, Hopefully, it won't be too long. I feel like they got Life is Strange out in a decent manner, but 
We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, Frank, the the biggest game that's out this week is Destiny Two. Yeah, it's, finally here. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, I played about four and a half hours of it last night. Uh, I know you. I think you've played a little bit more. Than yeah, that. a little bit. Probably around six or seven. Yeah, but I mean, we've played some, you know, story and. Uh, we both played some Crucible together last night. Oh, yeah. And Undefeated. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it took a long time for every match to, like, actually happen. But, you know, the matchmaking in the Crucible was kind of weird because it took a while for the match to get made. And then I felt for four out of the five matches, like, it was completely fucking lopsided. And we just destroyed. And it wasn't until the last match that it was actually pretty competitive. And you we, know? Had to, we had to pull that one out of our ass because we were down for a yeah. while. Yeah. And, and it was just one of those matches where I know personally I had nothing going for me. And it was one of those matches where it's like I feel like we're completely getting dominated yet somehow like the scores tied, you know, and we ended up squeaking and squeaking it out. And it, it was cool. And. You know, I, I like to change the 4v4. Yeah. I, I think it. it works better. I think it's easier to communicate and to be strategic about stuff. You know, I like knowing that the other team has their supers and which uh, class they which subclass of the class yeah, they're on. Definitely. And and especially when it comes to control, like I love the strategy that 4v4 brings to it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's cool. And you know, I think we got to play, what, three or four different maps, uh, and they were cool. You know, I thought the original Destiny had some great fucking map design, and this one's not no different to me, at least so far. You know, the map that we played that I enjoyed the most was uh, the Fortress. The map is cool, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm... I'm excited to play a lot more Crucible, man. Yeah, I'm... I I really like the Crucible, but man, this this story, man, it's Destiny has a story yeah. now. I know it's fucking insane, and it's good. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. And the first time it hit me was when you saw a cutscene of just a villain. Yes, and I was like, whoa, this is like crazy for Destiny, <laughs> and it's awesome. It's great that it's there. It adds a lot of context to it. It's cool. Yeah, I feel like there was kind of this mystery in the first Destiny, like who the fuck is the enemy? Like, I feel, I feel like that that was the, like there was no, there was no real villain in the original Destiny. There was these factions of bad guys that you went out and killed, but there was yeah. no like real enemy except for like I guess the raids, like um fucking uh, Crota and mm-hmm. like it it like. I, yeah, there there were some big bad guys, but that wasn't really woven into the story so much as it is now. Like, you actually understand the enemy and what they want in this game. Yeah, and it seems like there's a nice cinematic for just about every story mission so far. Um, you can kind of hover over a lot of stuff and get lore out of it if you really want to dive into that. And it's like, you know, before there was that awful grimoire system that you had to go online, like now they've put a lot more of that stuff in the game, which is what they should have fucking done with the first game. To me, this game can be summed up by saying it's destiny, but it is way more accessible. And it's just 
it makes more sense and it's just better. They took everything that was annoying. They kind of put it in the game and it's made it a way better experience, but it's still destiny. You know, it's still primarily a shooter. You're collecting loot. You're running through missions and it's still that sort of loop. But because there's now a story, because the inventory system to me feels better because the, the, you know, the lore is kind of in the game and because there's a map, because you don't have to constantly be going back to the tower, in this case, the farm, like just those quality, quality of life improvements already make this a better game, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I, you know, one thing that worried me most about the game is the change to the weapon system with like which weapons you carry and stuff. But it's it's starting to grow on me because not only yeah. not only it, can you have like a, a scout rifle and an auto rifle like I, I just like the variety like an auto rifle can be a kinetic weapon or an energy weapon like there's there's yeah, I, I like that. I, I think it it's going to add a lot to the variety of like different weapon combinations that you're going to be able to utilize, especially since those weapons that are now considered energy weapons taking the place of secondary weapons. Uh, I, I feel like those are more versatile, the w- way you can use like a hand cannon or you can use a pulse rifle at closer long range or something like that. I just feel like it's more versatile to have that. Yeah. Because Definitely. in the original Destiny, you were kind of limited with what your secondary weapon can do. Um, like, you could either go long range with your secondary weapon, or you had to be fucking close range with it. Yeah. There, there wasn't really an in-between. I agree. It, it, it's it's a, a way smoother change. And even, like, fusion rifles now, they're power weapons, and they fucking hit like a truck. And that was kind of the problem with fusion rifles in the first game. They just didn't hit hard enough most of the time. You know, you had to, like, get them in a super close range or something. Now you can be at a little bit of a distance, and it, it feels good. You'll either take them out or be damn near close to taking that, them out. And, like, just kind of reshuffling how that stuff works makes a huge difference. And one thing that I love, and I think – it's something that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, but it's such a small change that I think is great is that engrams have their own special fucking spot. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm filled up on my weapon slots because I have my five go to fucking primary weapons, but the rest is all taken by engrams and I can't pick these up. And now I have to just go back to the postmaster or whatever. Like now engrams are completely out of there. You can have as many up to, you know, nine weapons in each fucking slot and awesome change, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the changes they made to patrols so the, with the these adventures yeah. on the map, too. Uh, I love the public event countdown timers that's just that is so glorious i love it and yes i i've noticed it might just be because it's early days in the game but i'm noticing more groups are participating in public events now mm-hmm. uh but yeah just i it it funnels strangers together to do these public events and i i think that's real that's a really great thing yeah and that's something that i've always loved about destiny is how it just it does bring people together you people are willing to you know, work with you with a raid or something like that. And that, that stuff's great. I'm excited to, to get to more of that. And, you know, 
we'll see with the end game, you know, how grindy it is to like get really good legendary or exotic gear and get you rank up and to get raid ready. But so far, I feel like the grind hasn't been that bad in terms of getting new gear and getting more powerful and stuff. And, you know, Destiny 1's grind is like infamous. Like it was fucking terrible to get ready for that raid, you know, Mm -hmm. and they fixed it with the Taken King and they made it great. And then they fucked it up again with Rise of Iron. And I feel like they've really hit that sweet spot with this, like. You know, in just four hours, I'm up to level eight and almost at 80 power when you start down at like 10. You know, it's cool. I like that. Oh, yeah. The game, too, because they're not on PS3 or 360 anymore, it is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, it is so much better looking. And, you know, you really have to see it running to believe it i'm just playing on a regular ps4 as well and i'm like damn like this is you know the first game was already one of my one of the best looking games in my opinion now it's just even better and the lighting and the art direction is just phenomenal and then that soundtrack yes. dude the soundtrack it's, is just so yeah. much better in this game it's fucking incredible yo dog <laughs> is 2017 just the year of awesome video game soundtracks or something I think it I think it is like it's a it's been a great year for soundtracks. Yeah, it. I know last year we had Doom, but man, this year we have freaking Pyre. We have Life is Strange. We have Destiny 2. We have, we have uh, Persona 5 had a great soundtrack. It's just Horizon. It is, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Whew. Yeah. Even Pray at moments had awesome sound. Yes, I, I think. Um, yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. The the Destiny Two score just blows me away. It and yeah. some of the level design uh, reminds me a lot of Halo. Yeah, which absolutely. It, it makes sense. Bungie started Halo, and you know they still have a little bit of that DNA in them. Yeah, definitely. Especially uh, not super spoilery, but it's like the second mission, and you're in your on your way to eventually the farm and this just incredible soundtracks playing you're kind of going over some mountainsides and you see a bunch of shit off in the distance and there's ships flying over you i'm like this is halo Mm -hmm. this is fucking halo because halo has those moments of the soundtrack is just hitting at the right time and there's ships flying over and there's something fucking gorgeous off in the distance and it's like yes like they still have some great magic you know mm-hmm. and i really hope that it continues the whole way through this game and we'll see to me it comes down to the story and the end game and if both of those things are great honestly you know this will definitely be one of my favorite experiences but i feel like people because destiny burned so many people people are still so reluctant to even give this game a chance but they it is a fucking night and day difference compared to the first destiny so if you haven't played since then i i do think this is a great time to jump back in you know Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right well destiny 2 is doing a lot of things right yeah I'm excited to play more. I'm sure we'll be talking about it a lot. 
And we're going to continue talking about it because they're doing one particular thing a little bit wrong. Damn it. Shaders. I'm not sure if you've noticed playing around with shaders yet. You might not have gotten any, but uh, shaders. Yeah, we've gotten one. Shaders are dropped consumable items that you attach. Well, I'm not sure if they're consumable or if you can interchange them, but you attach them to weapons and armor of uh, blue quality or higher. But yet you only you only shade one piece at a time. Mm. Now, Luke Smith, the director of Destiny 2, defended this decision on Twitter, as everyone does on Twitter. Um, he said this. I'll just read his thread of tweets here. He says shaders are earned through gameplay, leveling chests and grams vendors. We expect you to be flush with slater with uh, shaders as you continue to play. When you reach level twenty, shaders drop more often. Vendor rewards, destination play, and end game activities. Shaders are now an ongoing reward for playing. Customization will inspire gameplay. Each planet has unique armor and shader rewards. With Destiny 2, we want statements like, I want to go run the raid, trials, or go back to Titan to get more of the, its shader to be possible. Um, so, grinding for shaders? <laughs> yeah. uh, so, alright, so here's the thing. I like the idea of... Um, of them going more MMO and like choosing like different colors for different parts of your gear. But I, I'd rather it be like, um, you just unlock a color. You don't have to fucking go grind and get items and stuff. Like I, it would be cool if you like, like in an MMO that I, I, I play a lot of MMOs. I'll just use, um, elder scrolls online since that's one that's on PlayStation four, for example, like each piece of, clothing or armor um you you have like three slots a primary secondary and kind of like a uh highlights slash uh ornamental kind of uh color and you just choose different colors for that and if destiny 2 were like that i think we could come up with some really cool stuff but when the i'm not gonna say their shaders look awful but I'm just, I, I think having shaders, I think shaders themselves are a little limiting to creativity. Like, I, I feel like they, they take all the creativity away and just, like, let you slap whatever shader you want. I I don't know. I, I would rather be able to unlock individual colors and, like, attach them to things with certain, and create my own color combinations, create my own shaders with different, like, colors. But... This decision, I, I think, it just sucks. I, I don't. I don't think people want to grind for shaders. I think no. once you get a customization item, you want to be able to keep it and have it permanent. I don't mind it being on individual pieces. Like I don't mind that bit that you can shade your gun one way and your armor the other way. I, I think that's okay. That's perfectly fine. But the fact that these, like, I. You have to get an individual one for each of your pieces. I think that's bad. I agree. And it it just it kind of sucks because I feel like they're trying to completely change a system that wasn't broken. Mm -hmm. You know, I I enjoyed shaders in, in the first game. I thought they were fun to unlock and it was cool how once you got it. Even if you didn't want to use it, it goes into your vault. If you ever want to pick it back up, you can. And boom, there it is. And 
And so that sucks. And I'm not sure a lot of people will want to go grind for shaders. And that just seems dumb. It's either you go grind for it a lot um, or you go buy some of our fucking microtransactions. Mm. Why not? People love skins. People love buying skins and people love buying you know, loot boxes, fucking why not? You know, so that that sort of sucks. And I haven't gotten one yet. Maybe as you get into the end game, you know, you'll be getting them so quick. You know, it doesn't really it's not it's a non-issue, but I just think they kind of fuck with something that didn't need need changed. Hmm. I so that agree. that kind of sucks, and I'm not a big fan of a lot of the shit in the Eververse. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think like there's sparrows in there, you know, sure, but some of them are actually pretty fucking good. And then you have like weapon stat boost, and you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that stuff. I'm not, I'm not gonna buy any of it. No, I'm not. I so. When it comes to microtransactions, there's there's very few games that I actually buy into it. Yeah, same. Like, maybe if I'm really desperate for an Overwatch skin during an event, maybe I'll buy some? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, loot boxes are becoming a little cancerous in video games. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is starting to have them now, and it's starting to kind of... Get yeah. a little fucking ridiculous at this point. And it took an idea that's fun, and now everybody feels the need to do it because it's a great way to make money and people get addicted because it's basically fucking gambling. Yeah. You know? And uh, I am very susceptible to addiction. <laughs> I will get addicted to gambling, so that's why I just stay hands off of that shit. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. All right. Now we've got we've got Destiny out of the way. No more Destiny talk for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh goodness! Unless someone just texts me, look at this shit about Destiny. Um, let's move on to something that I didn't see coming. La Noir is coming to PlayStation Four. Yeah. La Noir. <laughs> I don't. I guess people like this game. Yeah, I mean it has a fan base for sure. Hmm. But yeah, it's coming November fourteenth. I don't know why they decided that this is the year to bring back a game when there's so many fucking games to play anyway. Yeah. But hey, if you want to play this detective game, go ahead and do that. <laughs> it's uh. I feel like this would have been way better earlier in the generation. Yeah. You know, LOA Noir, I never played it. It's always a game that's fascinated me, so maybe this is a good time to dive into it. But the PS4 version is going to have all the DLC and a range of technical enhancements for greater visual fidelity and authenticity, including enhanced lighting, clouds, high-resolution textures, and more. It'll have uh, PlayStation 4 Pro support. And there's also uh, a VR version, but unfortunately it's not on PlayStation VR. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting that Rockstar chooses now to release this. But hey, why the fuck not? And also, you know, like, hey, 
might be a remaster, but Rockstar is actually putting a fucking video game out. Mm. Something they don't really do anymore. And, you know, as we continue to wait for Red Dead 2, you know, if you want another Rockstar game, here you go. Um, This game at the time, though, was like very advanced in terms of facial animations and all that stuff. Uh, I think, you know, we've seen some incredible facial animation from, you know, say Donnie Dog, for example, Mm -hmm. this generation. We'll see what those enhancements bring, because I feel if it's not up to the level of, say, Naughty Dog, it'll be a little little disappointing there. Mm. You know, hey, I'm not sure how much I'm sure this is still an effort to put this game out. But there's so many other things that I would rather Rockstar do, to be honest with you. And there are just so many games this year to play. I, I'm not sure if I want to reach back to L.A. Noir and be like, yo, you're, you're on my PlayStation right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe if there's not much out next year or something, this might be cool to dive into. But that's something that I think Dude, I'll get next into. Dude, next year is going to be even more fucking action-packed than this year. Yeah. Go on, just look, just look at it. Freaking God of War next year. Fucking Red Dead next year. Yep. Come on, man. There's, there's just going to be a be lot, awesome. lot next year. Yeah. Video- I was thinking about Red Dead, though, and I'm like, how awesome would it be if Rockstar was just like, here's a trailer, still really no gameplay in it. It's out next week. God damn it. Don't. And the internet just goes fucking nuts. I would love that. I would just love to see everybody's reaction to that. That'd be fucking fantastic. I'd be interested. They could do it too. They they could get away with it. I'm not sure if yeah. they like they're in a position to do it, but they could yeah. they could get away with doing that. Because that's a game that like does not need any games media or you know uh you know, YouTubers or streamers or whatever to get coverage out there so that people get excited for your game. Like they don't fucking need that at all. That game's going to do fine on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, all right. Well, that's, that's a game that's being remade. I want to, I want to talk about a new game that got teased. Um, so the Stardew Valley publisher, Chucklefish games, is uh, it's famous for start? Yeah, yeah. They're famous for Stardew Valley, Chucklefish game. That uh, I'm, I'm tripling over my words because they've said this new game that they tease some images is basically going to be Stardew meets Harry Potter, and that has me so fucking excited. Just like living, being in this small town, this wizarding town, like. I know Stardew was a farming game. I wonder what they're going to do with. Uh, with wizards and shit, man. I, I, w- I wonder what that's going to be all about. Yeah, that I feel like this game may not be good for some people's health. It, no, <laughs> no. If it's anything like Stardew Valley, it's going to make me stay up till four in the morning and then go to work and, and then not be able to work. But then I'll yeah. come home and just play Stardew Valley until next day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm really, I, I dig the look at this. It it still looks like, it it very much looks like it's in the vein of Stardew Valley. Yeah. But, man, I, I don't know, man. It's 
freaking wizards and shit. <laughs> fucking magic. Set in a magic school. Man. Fucking A, man. This is this game is... I'm really excited. They, they haven't released too much information yeah. on it, except that they're working on it, and then there's these images. Um, there's a video about that shows off their art style that they're going with. But, man, man. I mean, it, if it has that great gameplay loop that Stardew had, and then you say Stardew Valley meets Harry Potter, that's enough people enough for people to get super stoked, you know? Oh, ooh. Man, I am... I'm so excited for this. I know it's probably a long way off, but man, I want it. I want it. I want to. What, what other? What other? Uh, who, who am I going to bang in this game? Who am I going to bang? That, that's 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 what's coming to my mind. Emma Watson. Mm. I don't think she's in this game. I don't think she does video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just I'm keeping an eye on this, and it's going to it's going to fuel my anticipation for quite a while um you put in a few stories here about uh middle earth shadow of war how about you walk us through it yeah so middle earth shadow of war has been the conversation as of late for a lot of things and a lot of those things not really the greatest and it's kind of been brought up again recently with something that is a great thing but maybe the execution of it is not the greatest you know it's a little bit of a touchy thing um but anyways so shadow of wars producer uh michael forty uh who worked at monolith he passed away in march of this year from cancer uh a very rare cancer um and so the team wanted to honor him, so they made Forthog the Orc Slayer, who will randomly arrive on the scene and take take out some of the orcs that are doing their best to ruin your day. Basically, he's a big motherfucker that'll just destroy and really help you out. Um, they said that, you know, that, that was kind of him. You know, he was... You know, when it came to producing games and stuff, he he would always just jump, be willing to jump on any situation and help out. So it makes sense. Um, however, this DLC is going to be sold for four ninety nine, three dollars and fifty cents of that will go to his family uh, through the end of next year. Except, and here's where the controversy comes in, and I just feel. Warner Brothers hasn't done a great job in clarifying that because I don't really think there's a lot wrong with saying three dollars and fifty cents of five dollars of every sale is going to go to the family. You know, that's that's pretty cool, you know, however, but in Alabama, I guess Hawaii, uh, Illinois, Massachusetts, Mississippi and South Carolina. um, None of that money will apparently be going to the family just because of that's the law in those states. And it's also very unclear, you know, what's happening outside of the United States. Like what if you're in Canada? What if you're in Europe? Blah, blah, blah. Um, where does that money go? Warner brothers did put out a statement, but this is all they said. They said 
Neither Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment nor Monolith Productions will be will profit from any sales of the fourth Og Orc Slayer DLC, regardless of the territory in which that DLC is sold. That's literally all they said. You know, I, I just like, OK, you're saying nothing. You know, we're not profiting off of the death of a producer, but you're not really saying how you're not profiting off of it in those territories or outside of the U S you know, like, and what's that dollar 50 going to, I mean, yeah, there, there's some development costs, but it's just a character model. You're adding animations to it and doing some programming. I'm, you know, I'm sure that's still difficult. Making games is just difficult, but you know, it can't cost that much to produce this DLC. And they're just very, unclear about this and it's just unfortunate that something that is cool of honoring a developer in the game that he was leading or helping lead um that this is the conversation around it you know that warner brothers you know is maybe profiting from this and it's just a shitty company and you know fuck shadow of war and you know that sucks that that's the conversation around this when it should just be something positive and, and great you know mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't know what to think of it i i just wish the answers were more clear yeah definitely and, and i'll uh, i'll be honest with you i mean over the past few weeks everything that's coming out about shadow of war i'm just like <laughs> i just don't know if i want to play this game like right away, like I think the loot box system in this game is a little gross and unneeded. The microtransactions is unneeded. The fact that there's a multiplayer mode, no, thank you. You know, and then this, and it's like, eh, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'll end up picking this game up used someday. So I'm personally not giving my money to to Warner Brothers because that's, I mean, that's just how I feel personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a little a little on the shady side because you have this game that was going to be a success fucking regardless because shadow of Mordor was great. And now you're doing a lot of cool new things. The game looks fucking cool. And these things were just a little unneeded. And at least this, like it just, I, I feel like, you know, selling it isn't wrong, but like, why can't they just say like yeah all the money from this deal yeah why, going. why can't we just fucking eat it just just because it's yeah. the right fucking thing to do yeah exactly like that would be a fucking fantastic pr move when you kind of need one at this point for this game it is they're, they're just super unclear this statement is not not a good statement and it just sucks that's the conversation around something that should be very neat you know mm-hmm yeah we'll see we shall see maybe something will come out between now and october to uh, it does come out in october correct like i think october yeah. 10th right yeah about a month from now yeah and maybe something will come out between now and then that'll maybe persuade us or sh- make them show at, show at least a little bit more compassion i don't know yeah but until then, we still got new games coming out every week. We have plenty of things to play before that. And let's... I'll get us started here with the new games that came out this week. All right. So, on PlayStation 4 digitally, we have a whole new world, spelled H-O-L-E. <laughs> the city is... Be- I know where your mind is going. 
a whole new yeah mm. Mm. all right mm. the city is being invaded by monsters from the upside down world is this from stranger things Ooh, maybe you, the potion master, must defeat e- the must defeat evil all alone with no tutorials or easy mode to assist you. You'll have to rely on the help of Fay, your companion fairy, and your potions. Next up is Antiquia Lost on PS4 and Vita. Antiquia Lost is a fantasy RPG featuring turn-based battles with beautiful 2D animation. The half-slime heroine eats gem to grow. That's a weird, weird sentence. The half-slime heroine eats gem to grow and can even mimic monsters' powerful attacks. So it's a mimic from Prey. Crossover confirmed. Set out for an adventure to discover the truth of the history of the world. The whole world. Learn all the history of it. Now, now I don't recognize this next game here. It's, it's I think it's called Destiny Two with some mm. PlayStation Four digital and retail. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's let's learn a little bit about Destiny Two here. Destiny Two is an action shooter that takes you on an epic journey across the solar system. In this cinematic campaign, you'll enter a world filled with compelling characters and fight back to. Fight to take back our home. Battle alongside friends with multiple cooperative modes or challenge others in intense multiplayer matches. Huh, that sounds like a good video game. Hmm, I think it, I think it is a cool video game. Don't Knock Twice on PS4 and VR. Don't Knock Twice is a first-person horror game based on a psychologically terrifying urban legend to save her estranged daughter a guilt-ridden mother must uncover the frightening truth behind the urban tale of of a vengeful demonic witch Mm. next up is a playstation vita game available digitally and at retail drive girls in a world where humans can transform into automobiles, the Drive Girls are ready to hit the road and save the day. Play as five different Drive Girls and transform from superheroine to supercar and back again. As you smash through wave after wave of mechanized bug enemies attacking your home of Sun Island. I wish, I could, I, wish I could transform into a supercar. <laughs> yeah, why not? Next up. You know, I think the next two games are the only two games that can go toe-to-toe with Destiny 2 this week. Mm. And that is, the first one is Gun Ducky Industries on PS4. Contact with our forces has been lost. I presume they have all been destroyed by the robot uprising, keeping low in valleys and amongst buildings to stay out of range of their anti-aircraft weapons. I have no choice but to fly my plane to the robot factory in an effort to destroy their manufacturing facilities once and for all. Uh, and the art for this game is nothing but a bunch of, like, ducks. Mm. It looks like it looks like a, um, a Star Fox game. Yeah. I feel like this is a game for your brother, you know, since yeah. it's all in the ducks. Mm, yeah. Every lucky rubber ducky. Mm. Or, yeah. Or uh, Dan Reichert's dog. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I listened to that giant bomb thing a while ago with his dad and the dog was off the side screwing the duck hmm that was a good time but 
Ooh, Knack is back, baby. Knack 2. Oh, PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Meet Knack, a little guy with surprising moves and the ability to transform from big to small and back again in his in this family-friendly adventure from the developers at PlayStation. The most important PlayStation exclusive of all time. Oh yeah. I you know, this game is getting better reviews than the previous game. Yeah. It, it seems is. it seems like it's a fine game. Absolutely. Next up is Licky the Lucky Lizard Lives Again on Vita. <laughs> Licky the Lucky Lizard Lives Again is an endless procedurally generated 2D platformer in which players complete the climb higher and survive longer than friends and other players on the online leaderboards. Oh, This art is fucking incredible as well. Yeah, I mean... It's like it was made in paint I, in about 30 minutes. Hmm. Looks like my work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we have. Wait, but didn't the Lost Bear come out last week? I think so. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Huh. I'm pretty sure can't, that came out last week, or it got delayed to this week. Either way, we already talked about that game. Let's go to Senko Noranda Two. Ooh. Senko no Randa 2 is a unique mix of fighting game and bullet hell shooter in which players pilot powerful armed robots, rounders, and do battle in futuristic arenas. Next up is Songbringer on PS4. Songbringer is a sci-fi action RPG with swords, secrets, dungeons, bosses, and stuff. Yo, Great. just looking at this box art, this looks like it should be a fucking Vita game. Get that shit on the Vita. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look at a gameplay video to understand why it's not. Uh, but here we have Spectrum on PlayStation 4 digitally. Spectrum is a platform game with minimalist with a minimalist aesthetic set out in an abstract world where you control a dark entity attempting to reach the portals on each level while avoiding the colorful objects it encounters. Oh Next yeah! Up. All right, let's let's see let's see you uh, get this one. God, oh God! All right. Next up is Yuta uh, Ware Romano, Mask of Truth on PS4 and Vita Digital and Retail. Forced to flee Yamato's yeah. I- idyllic imperial capital, Haku. Haku and his friends now seek safety in the royal nation of. And a com, and I don't fucking know. I, I am awful at Japanese. Only to find that nowhere is truly safe from the dark conspiracies they uncovered together. I apologize for any any Japanese listeners. I'm uh, awful. Mm. We're just gonna let it stand like that. I, th- yeah. <laughs> I think you did a spot on job. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. Got a new uh, record from LCD Sound System. Yeah. American Dream. Oh. Yo, we can watch The Big Sick. Apparently that's a really good movie that came out this year. Yeah. A PlayStation video. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. 
That's video games, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> there There's are video games out this week. Um, man, there was PAX this weekend, man. Yep. I watched that PAX Wrestling. Whew, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. I am, I'm a huge fan of PAX Wrestling. I, I love it. It is definitely cool. Yeah. Huh. One day, I, I will, I will be a part of PAX Wrestling in some form. <laughs> Whether I am carried out by security afterwards or not, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Destiny Two? I knew it. Hell yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's my entire day tomorrow. I don't even give a shit if I'm playing like twelve hours of Destiny Two. <laughs> I think it's I'm going to do some strikes tonight, maybe. Um, I'll be home. Yeah, we can probably play together because the thing I usually do is canceled because someone is sick. Um, so we can probably play some Destiny 2 tonight. Woohoo. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's, let's, stop, let's, yeah, let's stop this podcast. But before we do that, I have to let them know a few pieces of information, such as where they can contact us. Those places would be via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. They do videos about entertainment stuff. Yeah, buddy. Such as music, movies, and video games. Mm. That's going to do it for us, folks. See you next week for episode 79. Oh. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and stay saucy.